Well, Ernie mentioned it this morning that our theme for this year is available, and I have a couple of week break here. Uh, we had some other weeks going on with some stuff happening with Easter and indie group sharing and different things, and uh, I'll be gone again here in another week or so, a couple weeks from now. Uh, and so I thought before we go back to finish up Acts, which again, I think I maybe told you this, but uh, for those of you who have been waiting for a long time, uh, the end is in sight with the book of Acts. We have probably, I don't know, 12 to 14 messages left in Acts yet. I think I'm going to finish that up. Thank you, Les. We'll finish that up here late summer, early fall. And, uh, uh, but before we pick that back up, I thought I'm going to just uh, touch base with our theme. I think it's good for us. I, usually, beginning of every year, I kind of introduce a theme that the Lord has for me personally. And uh, lucky you guys get to just sort of join me in my theme every year, so I'm sorry about that. But that's what happens. I, and it's, it's, i got to be honest, it's not always like that because uh, as, as we've been doing it, I, many times as I'm thinking and processing it, it really is with, with the church body in mind as well. So it's not just that I get something and you have to sort of go with me. It's, it's I'm asking the Lord, what, where do you want us to go? Where do you, what do you need from us? And this year's theme is to be available. I, I spoke on it early in the year, and I haven't touched it back since then. I think it's good to get those times when we come back in together and we sort of check in with each other. How are we doing with that? You know, if we made a commitment at the beginning of the year, when I actually asked uh, if there's people that were willing to make those commitments, if we made a commitment early in the year to be available to God this year, how has that been going? So we're now in April. We're actually almost in the end of April, which means May is about to start. We're actually approaching midway of the year point already, believe it or not, which means there's been some months that have gone by. And as we all know, it's one thing to make a decision sitting in church one day and make your, have your mind change and say, yeah, it's a really great idea, Pastor. I, and Lord, that's a really good thing. And I want to do this. And it's so easy when you walk out those doors to have something completely different happening in your lives, isn't it? There's probably, I shouldn't even say probably, there's not a one of us that hasn't suffered from that. Feeling so convicted and so sure of it here and so unsure of it on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday down the week sometime. Or so like, yeah, that was kind of a great idea, but I don't know. Maybe there's not much there I have to do. So I'm just going to be bold enough to ask you, if you were willing to say, hey, I'm available to God this year, have you been? Have you been? This is not one of those like future kind of things like, hey, God, I'm, you know, on, uh, you know, December 25th, Starting then, because, you know, that's the, it's Christmas, that's a good time to start, of 2025, I'm available. But until then, I, I got a few other things I want to work out. It's not a future thing. It's a, it's a, have you been? You can look back. Have I been available? Have I been paying attention that when the Lord puts these little nudges in us, those little whispers in our heads, those little, those little prompts, have I said, oh, yes, I can do that? Or have I said, well, I got something else going on right now? And I'm, if, 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 you, if you're like me, you're probably going to say, well, being honest, there have been a few times I might have said yes. There's probably been a few times I might have said no in the last months. So we're gonna, I'm going to continue bringing us back to this theme and talking about being available, what it looks like to be available. What does it mean to be available to God? That was, in fact, for those of you who were here at the Men's Prayer Retreat, that was the theme Chris chose for our retreat, which is a great one. That we, we heard some teaching and spent a lot of time praying about that. So I'm sorry for getting a double dose for you, but I'm actually really not sorry because I think it's what we need. I want to jump off from one verse today, Hebrews chapter 11. If you open your uh, Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to spend some time with the Word. I told you we're going to let Autumn come and talk to us a bit yet, so I'm going to try to work, we're going to work that in yet. But I want to begin with this right here, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. 
one verse. As you know, Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter of the Bible. We call it that because over and over again in that chapter, the writer of Hebrews keeps saying, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. In fact, he says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we can't just take this chapter and sort of say, well, that's a great chapter about some history stuff that happened back there, but we're going to kind of move it aside, and we're going to learn how to serve Jesus here today. It doesn't work like that, right? Because he says right in that chapter, if you don't have faith, it's impossible to please God. You have to believe that he exists, and you have to believe that he rewards those who will come after him, who search after him. And now that is a whole other mindset. You know, a lot about being available is about changing our mindset. I think I probably mentioned this, but I'll just say it again. Because we here in Western Christianity, we have this, this mindset that sort of says, I'm going to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He died for my sins. That's great news because I really need a Savior, and I want to go to heaven someday. So I'm going to be saved by Jesus. I'm going to confess him with Jesus. I'm going to get baptized, and now I have arrived. Now I'm at the end point, and I'm just going to coast and live and live until Jesus comes back or I die someday. That's not the right mindset. That's not the right mindset. That's not the mindset that is promoted here. I would suggest to you that when you make your confession of faith in Jesus Christ and you get baptized, that is actually the beginning point, not the end point. I would suggest that our mindset should be more like this, which says that we should be continually drawing closer to God. That there's this, this journey that God, who is, who is unapproachable, quite frankly, and without the work of Jesus Christ, you and I would not even have a sliver of a chance. I mean, less than a sliver of a chance. Praise the Lord for Jesus' blood and for his resurrection. That we read in his word that the curtain was torn. And we read in Hebrews that we have a high priest who always intercedes for us, has made a way for us, that we can boldly come to the throne of grace, that we can come into, Christ's pres into God's presence. But that we should continually be pressing into him on this journey. He says we should be, be becoming sanctified, becoming perfect. And I just said from Hebrews here, without faith, it's impossible to please him because Faith means that we believe he exists, but not just that, that he rewards those who diligently seek him, those who pursue him, those who are following after, those who aren't just coasting through life and waiting. He doesn't reward those. Do you need to hear that? He doesn't reward those. So this by faith chapter, over and over again, we come to these great characters that are just listed up one after the other, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Now, these are the ones that are in this chapter, but it's clear from the end of the chapter that there's many more that existed, and there's many more that have existed since that time, and there's many more that are existing today in our time. Really, what the question, what the invitation of Scripture is, the invitation of Christ is, is are we going to be one of those people that we live by faith? But let's talk about this man named Abraham. By faith, Abraham, verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called... Sorry, I should read it right. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place where he was to receive, that he was to receive as an inheritance. There's a lot of big words. I mean, now they're not really like big, big words in terms of like hard to pronounce words of big words that, that have importance to us. Faith, we talked about that one a bit already. Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to a place that he was going to receive from God. Now, we're going to dig into that a little bit, 
But I want to read, I want to read the last part of it. I don't have it on the screen yet, so I'm going to go to the next slide here. Because the last part of that says what? And this is the part where we're going to have to spend some time with this morning. I don't know if you've ever thought about this part of Abraham's call. And he went out. How about some of you finish that verse for me? He went out what? Did you catch that? Maybe we should just go look at it. Open your Bibles to Genesis. This happens all the way back in Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, right after the Tower of Babel, right after they want to become, uh, make a name for themselves, they try to build this tower. God says this is not good. He comes down, he confuses their language. They scatter across the earth. Right after that is where we receive the Abrahamic call. And the Abrahamic call goes like this. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abraham, actually to Abram, I better call him correctly in this part. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Now, I don't know if you ever, I, I, I try to encourage you to do this all the time, so I don't know if you are doing it or if you just kind of, like, that's Merlin talking. But, I, like, let's use our imaginations a bit about when we read Scripture and thinking of and putting ourselves into the text to see what's, that helps us understand what's happening and maybe how we would feel when it, if it happens to us and maybe recognizing what it feels like when it does happen to us and giving us the tools for how to respond to that. So think about this. Abram is hearing the call of God. One day God calls him and says, Abram, I want you to leave your country, I want you to leave your father's house, and I want you to go to the land that I'm going to show you. I probably shouldn't make absolute kind of statements, so I won't, but just about every one of us would say what to that kind of call? We would say, well, we might just say no, but if we're particularly interested in following the Lord, we might say, well, can you show me where I'm going to go? Can you show me where I'm going to end up? Can you let me know where it's going to go? What, what's going to happen? Like, how far away is this place? How, how far do I have to move? Can I, still, can I still go home and visit people I know? Is this, how long, are we gonna, how long are we talking about? Like, do I take just a few things? Do I take my family? Do I take everything I have? Is there somebody there already? I mean, what if there's people there already? I mean, probably there's people living there already, right? What are they going to do? How is this really going to work? What's this going to cost me, God? You see, we have all kinds of questions. We have all kinds of things that are running through immediately. But it says, go back to what we read in Hebrews, it says that Abraham obeyed him. God goes on, by the way, I should, I should finish the rest of the call here, because he says, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great, that, that you will be a blessing. I'm going to bless those who bless you, and to him who dishonors you, I'm going to curse, and in you, all the families of earth shall be blessed. Now, we all like the last part of those things. We all like the, you know, God's blessing. That's great. Bring it on, God. You're going to make my name famous. You're going to make me have all these, this big family. You're going to make sure that everybody on earth is blessed through me. That's incredible, God. Sign me up, except for the part where it says, you know, I'm just going to show you when you get there. Just, just start going. Just start going. I'm not so convinced from our mindset that we typically have, I'm not so convinced that very many of us would be too keen on following the call of God in this kind of scenario, that we'd make ourselves available in this kind of scenario. Mostly because I see the evidence of my life and our lives that most of us don't do things like that. 
We like to think things through, don't we? In fact, if I can be real candid with you, most of us, not all of us, but most of us come from very similar cultural backgrounds, which means it's actually a hallmark of ours to have everything planned out and make sure everything's taken care of and make sure we're thinking through everything, make sure we don't, we're not going to run out of money. We have, we have, all, we have all, the, all the T's crossed, all the I's dotted, you know, because we, that would be foolish, right? Otherwise. Am I right? Listen, I'm not saying that all that is, not, is wrong, that we somehow culturally receive these things that we're not right. I'm not saying we shouldn't be good stewards. We absolutely should be good stewards. I'm saying we should be able to change our mindset. We need to change our mindset a bit so that if we are available to the degree that God wants us to be, that when God calls us by faith, we obey, going, not knowing where we're going to end up. I have said statements like this lots of times, so I hope, I'm just going to remind you of this again. I happen to be the one that's standing up here talking to you about what God says through his word. That does not make me in a place, in this regard, in a place sort of up here where you guys, so different from you guys, where it's easy for me. We wrestled with that when our men were together. We talked about what it means to be available. We talked about when God says to go. And I have to wrestle with, if God, I don't, and I, I, I told him, I don't think God is calling me anywhere at this point, but if, am I even willing, willing if God says go? What if God would come and say, Merlin, I want you to go somewhere else to pastor or to do something else? How would I respond? How would you respond? But I think the point of the text is exactly that. I suppose there were a few people in Abram's life that when Abram said, hey, by the way, God told me I'm supposed to just go, so I'm going to back my family up and we're going to head. I suppose there were probably a few, life that said, or a few people that said in his life that said, I don't think you're being very wise here. I don't think you're being very smart with this. Have you really thought this through? Do you even know where you're going? Because it would make it worse, right, when Abram says, I don't really know where I'm going, actually. God just said Go. What do we do? What do you and I do when God gives us a nudge or a prompt to do something for him and we're not really sure how it's going to work out? Now, trust me, let's not, let's get away from all this grand stuff because Abraham was moving his whole family, everything he had on the move. And that's not as easy as today, right? Like it's not buying tickets. It's not buying train tickets or having a car that he can hop in and pack everything into the family van and off we go into some great adventure. I mean, we're talking walking. We're talking dusty. We're talking camels or donkeys or whatever else, all this stuff. But let's get rid of all the big, you know, high up here stuff. Let's go down to the granular level stuff. Let's be honest. When God tells us to go talk to a neighbor about something and we're not sure how it's going to work out. When we're in the, in the same room as someone and we feel this prompting that says, hey, I think you should go talk to and we're not sure how it's going to work out. How do we respond? What do we do? I'll go talk, God, if you can reassure me that they're really ready to hear the gospel right now. Is that what we say? The other thing I should probably point out about this is it's really parallel to our stories here is in this call, this great blessing that Abraham was to receive, God is also very clear about something. 
Did you read that last part that I put up there? I'm going to bless you, Abraham, and make your name great. Why? So that you can become famous and rich. Everyone can know who the Abraham guy was. Why? So that you will be a blessing to others. Part of this mindset of available probably has a lot to do with whether we see ourselves as containers or channels. Am I a container that God wants to pour his blessings into that can kind of, you know, it's got a bottom on it and sides and it can just fill up and I love when God, you know, fills me up with things and, and this is great, right? Am I a container or am I a channel where there's holes at both ends and God pours into me and I love that, but it just kind of moves through me to become something to other people as well. Which way do we see ourselves? That has a lot to do with being available, by the way. Because many times when God is moving in our hearts, it is for us, it is for our benefit, but many times it may not just be for our benefit. It may not be for our benefit alone, if I can say it that way. And it makes all the difference whether you see yourself as a container or a channel. By faith, Abraham left. I'm going to flip back to Hebrews because I want to read a couple more verses here because there's more to this mindset that's going to get revealed here in just a bit. How was it exactly that Abraham could just pick up his stuff? That's where he lived. That's where he had all, he's got his roots down. He's got his family there. He's got everybody around him that he loves. He's got, he's, he's gaining, he's, his dad is old by now, which means he's actually in charge of the family. He's, he's got all his, he's got his livestock. He's, his farms are growing. His, all the, whatever, I, he's got all this stuff there. What exactly is it that made him think, you know what? I'm just going to pick all this stuff up and go because God said I should go. I don't even know where I'm going, but I said, we'll just go. Well, look at verse nine. It says he went, I'm sorry, that's last part eight. He went not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Now, I'm going to pick up on that word living as if in a foreign land for just a bit, because I don't know if you know this or not, but this is also revealing to the kind of mindset that you and I have usually, which I believe is not correct. I'll just say that up front. It's not correct. There's a theme in Scripture that I can point you to that talks about the fact that you and I should see ourselves as resident aliens, as foreigners. As in, this is not our home. As in, this is not really where I belong. Almost as in, living in tents. Peter says exactly those words. In fact, he says it when he says, why not to get attached to the things of the world? Why not to be, let all those impurities of the world come in? He says, you living as resident aliens, as foreigners, please see yourself as that way. Please think of yourself as that way. This is not my final destination. You know, the problem is, you see how that starts bumping up into a mindset that we have, a worldview that we have? We put our roots down. We have our houses. We have our families. All, and trust me, I'm not against those things. Those are all good things. I, I, lo- I love the support systems that we get in our community most times from our family. We wouldn't make it without it. But if that is what makes us say, this is the only place I can be. This is where I'm putting my roots down. This is where I'm staying. This is, I don't, I'm not even looking for anything else. Then I've, I'm going to tell you we have the wrong mindset. We are traveling through. We're resident aliens in this world. We have a place that we are headed to yet, right? 
Look at the call. Going to the promised land, what he was going to receive as an inheritance. Now, that's talking about a physical place, right? That's talking about what we know as the promised land, the land of Israel. Abraham was being called to a physical place. But when we read this verse and we lay across our lives on it, we realize that there's a spiritual component to this. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. What is our inheritance? You know, the Bible tells, that we are, tells us that we are co-heirs with Christ when we become adopted as sons and daughters. We're co-heirs with Christ. An heir receives an inheritance, right? We understand this language. What is our inheritance? Where is our inheritance? Is our inheritance a bunch of money, the family farm? Now, I'm not saying there's not things we get here in life. I'm talking in a spiritual sense. If our inheritance is none of those things, but is up there waiting for us, then let's live like this is not the place where we belong. Let's live like we are not as rooted as we are. Let's live much more available. I'm telling you, that's the mindset Abraham had. That's why he was available. He said, no, well, actually, it just says that in the next verse. Actually, that's what it says, so I'm just going to put it up there. For he was looking, Abraham was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Don't you love, I, I'm amazed, I'm absolutely amazed at God's word and its ability to be so multi-layered and so instructive to us. Listen, look at this. This is pointing back to a guy who lived and God said, go to some physical place and this land I'm going to give you, a physical land, I'm going to give you all those things. And then a sentence like this is thrown in that meant something to him way back then, no question, but it means something else entirely as we read it forward through the ages, isn't it? Doesn't it? For what is that talking about? He was looking, was Abraham really interested even in this physical city he was going to get? I would tell you he's in this chapter on faith because that's not what he was interested in ultimately. He was ultimately obedient because his faith was in God and he was looking forward to a city that God built, that God designed. We call that what? Heaven. We call that heaven. Unless you and I have a similar mindset, a similar point of view, a similar way of approaching life, that you know what, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a city whose designer and builder is God. That's where I want to go. We will never be uprooted as, as, as much uprooted as we should be in this world. It won't happen. We'll be too tied to it. We are too tied to it. I'm not saying we all should sell our houses and live like gypsies. That's, I don't mean that at all. It doesn't have to do with that. It has to do with what's happening inside of us here. Because the question is if God would tell you to sell your house tomorrow and go where he tells you, and he's not even going to tell you where that is, but even if he would tell you where that is, would you be willing to go? Or would you say, but I've worked so hard for this. Like, that's my blood, sweat, and tears. It's almost paid off. Or maybe it is paid off. Or maybe I have too much a mountain of debt that I, can't, I couldn't possibly go somewhere else. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go. He went to a place that he was going to receive as inheritance. Abraham was available. Actually, I could just get rid of that last part of the verse because really, this is what it boils down to. This is what available means, really. This is what it means. By faith, put your name in there where Abraham is, obeyed when he was called to go. It doesn't matter where you're going. It doesn't even have to be going, like, far away. You know, it might mean going to work where you rub shoulders with people that don't know Christ. It might mean going next door. It might mean going across the living room, someone in your family that God is prompting you to go talk to. 
It might mean going some states away or some countries away. It might mean that. I would encourage you to not put any limitations on what God is going to say when he says, are you willing to go? I would encourage you even more to say, I want to bring myself to a place where I'm available to God, even if he doesn't tell me where it is, where it ends up. He doesn't tell me how it's going to work out. He doesn't tell me exactly what the end result's going to be. That's really living with your hands like this and saying, I'm not driving. I'm living as a pilgrim. You tell me to go. I'm not sure how it's going to work out. I'm going to go. I want to make it very clear to you that my encouragement to every single person in this congregation is exactly that. I have every expectation that when we come to Christ, that God will, will have things that he wants you to do. Places he wants you to go, things, people he wants you to talk to. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying far away or big grand things even always. Simple things. And I will not back off from encouraging and telling you, I think we all ought to be in a place where we're available and ready to go when that time comes. Every one of us. I'm hoping God calls some of us far away, midway, close by. I'm actually what I'm hoping. I know he's, he would do that if we would be willing to listen. I'm hoping that we're available. I'm, I'm asking, are we on this journey in a way that we're available? In this way, this fits in really well because we've had a young lady in our church that has made herself available several times. Autumn just made a trip to Laos. Many of you know this. Um, Probably what many of us know is the fact that she was detained for 10 days when she was in Laos. She was handing out Bibles and other things. And I thought it would be helpful this morning. She just came back from her trip. I know many of us prayed a lot. And it's always healthy and good for us to hear from people when they come back on these kind of trips. So I thought I'm just going to wrap it in my message this morning. And we're going to hear from Autumn a bit. Uh, Autumn, why don't you come on up here? Join me up here if you would. I want to reiterate once again uh, to all of you that uh, this is not about saying all of you should be heading to Laos or Southeast Asia somewhere. Um, I mean, if the Lord is calling you to, you should. But it's about recognizing that, again, take it from where she was talking about, but take it on your level. When the Lord is nudging you, even if you don't know where it's going to end up or how it's going to go, even if there's risks or costs involved, sometimes those risks are your reputation. Sometimes those costs are your time. Are you willing? Is it worth it? Is Jesus worthy? I like the way that that you ended there. So... Thanks for your patience. Thanks for being willing to listen to uh, them this morning. I'm sure actually it wasn't hard. For me, I was looking forward to hearing from all three of you, actually. Uh, if you would stand, I'm going to have a closing prayer and just uh, dismiss you. We're going to have a meal here right afterwards. Reminder again, you're all welcome to stay and eat with us. Father, thank you so much. Your word is indeed what gives us the proper mindset, the proper perspective. It reminds us that we are not our own. First of all, you created us. But second of all, you redeemed us. So we don't get to call the shots in our lives. You know, Jesus, we call you our Savior, which means you save us and you are. We also call you our Lord, which means you are a boss and you can tell us what to do. We don't often like to think like that, but it is true. And Lord, we want to be faithful to whatever you're asking us to do. Please, Father, the last thing I want is to bring any condemnation this morning. We know that doesn't come from you at all about what we are or aren't doing. I ask, God, that by the power of the Spirit that you encourage us, you strengthen our resolve to say, 
even if I don't always know how it's going to work out. That's what my flesh wants. I want to know where the end is going to be. I want to know what it's going to cost me. I want to know what every step of the way is going to be, or certainly at least the next step of the way. Help us, Father, to be available enough, to be uh, loosely rooted enough, so to speak, that when you ask us to move, and it may not be actually physically move, but just ask us to do something for you, not knowing how it will work out or what the risks will be, that we say yes to you because we're available. And we want to be so sure to say, it is only by your grace even that as we have that determination that we're able to follow through. So all that is to say, you get all the glory and honor out of all that because you're the one that calls us, you're the one that sends us, you're the one that gives us the grace that when we hear you and want to respond, you're the one that gives us the grace to actually enact it, and you're the one that makes it possible for anything good to happen. So you get all the glory. Thank you that we can be a channel. We can be a a tool that you use. God, we are looking forward to spending time together as a body of Christ, just over food. I pray that that you bless the food to our bodies, but more than that, I pray that you bless our time of fellowship, and I pray even that our fellowship would be a blessing to you. May you receive glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed. Go in peace.